So this weekend, I was actually working with someone on biology, and we were talking about how what we learned was the chemi- how certain portions of the body interacted with other portions of the body. Specifically, we were talking about the organ, the pancreas, how that actually worked with the cells, which is food, that were eaten, and how the pancreas worked with the with those items, with those food uh, food cells. So we started out. First off, we got to go through some definitions about this. It's important. So the uh, an organ, the pancreas in this case, is called is a group of cells that perform a certain purpose. So about 90% of the cells in the pancreas do pretty much the same thing. Each cell within the pancreas has something called a nucleus, which is the brain of the cell. And when the nucleus detects high levels of fat or protein or something that the body can't digest, it actually performs a process that releases molecules that will allow those molecules to connect with that with that foreign cell and then interact and make it into something that can be digested okay this is important this is important uh, a molecule is actually made up of atoms and there are three parts to the atoms there is a um, proton and a neutron these actually hug each other. They're the middle of the atom. And by the way, an atom is the smallest, well, one of the smallest particles in the universe. Okay? And all objects, all objects are made out of atoms. So these things hug each other. And then there's the electron. The electron actually circles around the uh, atom. And the, elect- the atom can have one electron, it can have 50 electrons, it just kind of depends, okay? And the electron is infinitesimally small. It is just very, very, very small. It is so small, it is so fast, that man does not have any technology that can actually detect that electron. We know they're there, but it can't be detected. And if you need uh, kind of a, another picture, imagine the planets going around the sun, but at the speed of light. That would be what an electron is to the atom. Okay. Now, with that being said, the electrons will actually share with the remote host, and suddenly, those electrons will suddenly become imbalanced, and that remote host chemical react, chemically will change. Make sense? Now, that infinitesimally small electron, I hope you understand this, it's important. I really hope you understand it. The one that cannot be detected by any technology that human beings have is still bigger than the interest that I have on this Trump-Ukraine collusion conspiracy. But Trump's getting uh, Trump's getting impeached, which means our government's basically going to do nothing but uh, uh, research, uh, um, investigate him, and they're not going to do anything else. So 
we probably need to talk about it because it's going to be the big talk of the town for the next six months. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I know the introduction was really long. I apologize for that, but I thought it was kind of funny, so I threw it in there. And I know I was supposed to publish my third installment of the running program, but there were two things. First off, I don't think it was going to be that interesting for folks who don't run. I'm sure some people just will never run, and that's fine. I'll probably wait till Sunday. And I actually was busy. I actually was learning biology yesterday. Everything I explained to you, I did. Now, I got the 30-minute rule. I got the Dave rule, and I have to stick with it. And this is quite a big story. I'm probably going to go a little bit over. So Dave will slap me tomorrow when I get in office. So let's go into the story with this whole um, Ukraine thing. Uh, back in July, President Trump had a phone conversation with the Ukraine, the newly elected Ukrainian President Zelensky. I don't know what Zelensky's first name is. I really don't care. I'm sure it's like Yuri or Igor or whatever. I don't care. This is, again, I really don't care about this story. But this story is going to blow up on the Democrats. And this is going to be a lot of fun. And I really want to know this stuff. A few weeks, a couple of weeks after the actual conversation, a whistleblower complaint was uh, railed against Trump by someone in the intelligence community. Nothing else is known. There have been rumors about who this was. There have been rumors about where he came from or she. No one knows, but no one really knows anything. We still don't know anything. All that was known, it was involved the phone call between Trump and Zelensky. Three things could have been the issue. Three things could have been illegal about that phone conversation. One, a quid pro, a quid pro quo request, which was basically a bribery charge. And it would have had to have been against Donald Trump. Okay, which means Donald Trump said, "You give me, I give you this, you give me that. That would be the only reason for a quid pro quo. The second reason is that Trump released some type of classified material that wasn't approved by the intelligence community. And finally, the last is a conspiracy. Not collusion. Collusion is not illegal by law. It's not a legal term. Conspiracy, which means Trump and Zelensky actually together conspired to do something that would have been against the Constitution. Trump said he... uh, Now, Trump, listen to this, and the first thing Trump did is what he always does. It's a witch hunt, blah, 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 blah. Okay? Trump Trump really doesn't look back. There have been so many conspiracies that they've made against this guy. This is the third, fourth, fifth one that I know of. He doesn't bring any of that stuff up. He, He should just start listing. But Twitter only has like a 280 character limit, and I know that there's no possible way it could actually talk about this. We go from one conspiracy to another conspiracy to a third, whatever. Okay, so he does what he says. So he decides to counteract the whistleblower complaint by turning over not only the whistleblower complaint, but turning over the transcript. And he does it brilliantly. 
He does it by turning over the transcript first, which would totally negate the uh, release of the whistleblower complaint. But that doesn't matter. Nancy Pelosi, she had a meeting with her caucus. They didn't have any of the documents. They didn't have the whistleblower complaint. They don't. They did not have the. Um, they did not have the uh, transcripts. They had nothing. They knew nothing of this. They did not even question why the DNI said, "Whoa, wait a minute. We're not turning over this whistleblower complaint to Congress, even though if it's something that's a real issue." They're supposed to do right off the bat. They didn't. Before Nancy Pelosi just met with her caucus. And then at night, 5 p.m., decided to drop this bombshell, which I actually played for you yesterday, uh, last week, but I'll play, play it for you again in case you forgot. And consider whether to exercise its full Article I powers, including a constitutional power of the utmost gravity approval of articles of impeachment. And this week, the president has admitted to asking the president of Ukraine to take actions which would benefit him politically. The, action of the, the actions of the Trump presidency revealed the dishonorable fact of the president's betrayal of his oath of office, betrayal of our national security, and betrayal of the integrity of our elections. Therefore, today, I'm announcing the House of Representatives moving forward with an official impeachment inquiry. I'm directing our six committees to proceed with their investigations under that umbrella of impeachment inquiry. The president must be held accountable. No one is above the law. Okay, the sound bites are a little longer and I'm under the Dave rule, but basically I'm under the Dave rule because I, I want to watch Monday Night Football. So I, I'm kind of in a hurry here. But the thing is, I know that was almost 45 seconds. It was kind of important. I've got a couple other sound bites that are going to be a little longer. I do listen to them as we as we have this discussion. I, I, but I've got to actually play the whole sound bite. So Nancy is sitting there fighting her dentures, trying to get through the speech, looking like a robot like she did when you know, she's just, God, she's so bad. I don't even know how she got in there. The next day, the transcript was released. The following day, the complaint was released. There was literally one paragraph of redactions. There were no redactions here. Chaos has ensued since. Upon the release of the documents, the Democrats found that they really had no solid ground here. Now there is talk that Pelosi went too quickly and they may attempt to walk back this impeachment inquiry. The reason this is going to be very difficult for them to go forward is because if this impeachment inquiry fails, not only will it cost them the 2020 election, which I think it's going to anyway, because it hasn't helped Anybody who's been impeached in the past, and there have only been two presidents that have been impeached, they've always done really well. But they can't walk it back because I, I think for the same reason. I think they're stuck. So we'll get into that later. Let's take a look at the evidence and try to hop, hypothesize uh, what's going to happen next. And when I talk about the evidence... Let's take a look at the transcript, which came out first, and then let's take a look at the whistleblower complaint. 
The transcript shows several, several things. Uh, the first thing is that Zelensky uh, was really trying to kiss Trump's butt. Uh, this is what this is a quote. I had an opportunity to learn from you. We used quite a few of your skills and knowledge and were able to use it as an example for our elections. It is true that these were unique elections. Now, mind you, Trump called him to basically congratulate him for winning the election. Okay, that's what he did. And this guy came out right off the bat, kissing his butt. That's what he did. Um, Again, he continues. There's another quote in here. Quote, I think I, I should run more often so that you and I can call more often and we can talk over the phone more often. In other words, Zelensky is, again, I want to talk to you. I want to be with you. I want to be close to you. All right. Um, <laughs> Trump's, if, if anything goes wrong with Trump here, he doesn't sound very bright. That's really what it is. This guy is brown-nosing him like crazy. And Trump's just not getting it. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like your grandfather when you say something and they're just like, yeah, yeah, because he doesn't understand what you're saying. Uh, the last quote in here is, um, which is really telling, that Trump basically said, you know, he's very happy about his country and it's a great country and it's a very good idea that they talk more often. And then he, uh, Zelensky says, well, yes, to tell you the truth, we are trying to work hard because we wanted to drain the swamp here in our country. Now, mind you, right off the bat, it doesn't sound like the collusion, it doesn't sound like the collusion or the quid pro quo or anything is on Trump's end. It sounds like it's on Zelensky's end. Zelensky was laying it on thick. And there were probably a couple of other quotes in there that <laughs> really just sat there. And I, my God, that guy is going to need a shower after he's finished dealing with Trump's this 30 minute phone conversation with Trump. It was pretty, pretty, pretty thick. The second thing we realized is that President Trump is really clumsy with his language. But Zelensky either doesn't get it or didn't feel pressured because he started, he passed right through Trump's comments and continued on talking about how Europe was not helping the Ukraine and goes on talking about wanting to buy more Javelin missile systems from the United States. Trump never pushed him to investigate. In fact, and this is the next part, Zelensky is the one who brought up the meeting with Rudy Giuliani. Trump did admit that there was major corruption, but the corruption he was really talking about was about CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike is the Ukrainian company that compromised Hillary Clinton's email servers. And he actually wanted Zelensky to investigate where Hillary Clinton's emails were. You remember the 35 emails, 35,000 emails that she deleted? Well, apparently that Ukrainian company, CrowdStrike, actually may have those 35,000 emails. Trump also made it very clear he was concerned about the corruption in the Ukraine. He never sat back and he never attacked. He actually attacked the corruption with Ukraine 
He attacked the fact that the United States was giving, 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 and none of the European Union, which Ukraine belongs to, was giving anything. He never put pressure on him. There's another thing you'll hear in the news media. Um, Biden's son was only mentioned once, and Joe Biden himself was not mentioned at all. Now, Trump did mention that he thought it was a real uh, travesty that the prosecutor was actually fired and and um, he and uh, the uh, and the uh, Zelensky actually said, well, yeah, it was kind of weird. He was fired. We're going to we're going to look into that. But here's the thing. President Trump did not bring up Rudy Giuliani. It was Zelensky that brought up Rudy Giuliani. This is a narrative that was debunked in the transcript. The only reason he brought up Rudy Giuliani, he believed that Ukraine needed help to investigate the corruption that was happening. Also, Zelensky never made a promise to investigate anything else. He just said that Burisma, which is the, the company that Biden's son, Hunter, worked for, needed to be investigated because there was something wrong there. So, Everything that you're hearing in the media, if you listen to CNN, um, no, that's not exactly what happened. And of course, the media is ripping this. I guess it was MSNBC that actually took a full page out of the transcript because it didn't meet their narr- uh, didn't meet their narrative. So this is not a good thing for the Democrats. It actually proves the opposite. Trump resisted collusion or conspiracy. He resisted a quid pro quo. Whether he did it on purpose or he did it because he's not very bright, that's a good question. I don't know, but I prefer to think it's the latter. But there was one thing I had heard over and over again that Trump had actually sat there and brought Biden up seven, eight times. No, he brought Biden's son up once and intimated towards Biden once. It was, and the all the conspiracy, all the garbage had nothing to do with Biden. He brought up CrowdStrike. He brought out the, the corruption. He brought up how the, the European Union was not helping and the United States was. That's where he, that's when he said, you know, I don't feel there's a lot of, uh, repra- uh, a lot of go back to the United States. In other words, he felt like he was giving money and he wasn't getting anything. The United States was getting nothing out of this except giving money and then Ukraine was stealing emails. Ukraine was hacking us. Ukraine is corrupted. That's what it sounded like. His language was clumsy. Now, that seems like a really short, um, a sh- a short summary of the uh, of the actual transcript. But here's some news for you. It was a short transcript. It was literally four pages. It was a half hour long, and half of it was kiss was Zelensky kissing Trump's butt. There wasn't a lot in it. There was it was really just nothing. And it ended with Zelensky saying bye-bye. By the way, apparently he speaks really well, good English. I heard him saying. And then Zelensky and a couple of other people actually said, no, there was nothing in there. Zelensky didn't feel threatened. Zelensky didn't feel it was a quid pro quo. A little things like that. But, okay, nothing there. And as usual, uh, Trump is Trump. He speaks clumsily. He is not a good speaker. He can't get off 
how the presidency has his presidency has been tarnished and he's ticked off about it and he brings it up and he brings up what caused it but he also talked about other things he talked about how the european union wasn't doing he talked about the corruption over in ukraine he talked about crowd strike and he talked about how ukraine could really help uh, with them and in their investigations and kind of smooth his presidency down. And he also talked about the Ukrainian ambassador who Zelensky fired weeks before because the Ukrainian ambassador to the United States was corrupted. This was a huge nothing. And this was a huge problem for the Democrats. Next that was released was the whistleblower complaint. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I really don't care. I, the whistleblower complaint, I've got the transcripts to the actual conversation. I don't think the whistleblower complaint is that much, but I did come up with a couple of things. Uh, the first, uh, first two bullet points sum up the entire document. And this, I really didn't want to read the whole thing. The first bullet point is over the past four months, quote, over the past four months, more than half a dozen U.S. officials have informed me that's a big thing there, of various facts related to this effort. The information provided herein was relayed to me in the course of official interagency business. In other words, he didn't hear a damn thing. He heard nothing. He was basically told. This could not even be used in a court of law. The second, and I cut that in half because I'm approaching the Dave rule and I'm going to have to probably go over a little bit. The second bullet, quote, I was not a direct witness to most of the events described. Done. This guy's irrelevant. This guy has absolutely no input. Nothing can be used against him. This type of evidence would get something. You could be a serial murderer, and this type of evidence is going to get you off. So, that's it. The second is that he heard or learned something. In other words... He didn't know anything. He just heard it and he learned it, okay, a whopping 43 times. That's, this is a nine-page document, a two-page appendix, which is going to be important. So it's a seven-page document with a two-page appendix. That's literally five, I learned this per page. He learned through internal sources, and I didn't do the math here, which no one has ever cited, so there's no corroboration, or news resources, including Fox News, Politico, The Hill, The New York Times, Bloomberg, and those investigative geniuses at the Babel. Not one piece of theory that he came up with came from direct knowledge or anything he had witnessed. Finally, this thing reads like a legal brief with footnotes and an appendix. This was not written by the whistleblower. This was written by lawyers. This thing was no more than a CNN article written by an, quote, investigative journalist, end quote, because there are no investigative journalists at CNN. This was a hit piece, literally a hit piece. There is nothing that should have kept this thing going. This is why the DNI said, wait a minute, this doesn't meet 
you know, the importance. We got to stop. This is not good here. My verdict, it's crap. This is crap. And that's why the Democrats took wanted to see this document and didn't give a damn about the transcripts. A lot of people are saying uh, Trump made a mistake with the transcripts, releasing the transcripts. And I, I, I'm kind of on the fence with that. One, he shouldn't be releasing transcripts from personal conversations. He's the president of the United States. We don't need to know that stuff. That's his thing. And every president does what he does. But two, it, they're never going to be happy. I mean, Adam Schiff, who we're going to talk about in a second, also said the transcripts were, were BS. Adam Schiff actually said they were garbage. This has been, this is a setup. In the long-running list of setups that include the P-tape, the Steele dossier, the Russia probe, the Mueller report, Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump Jr. conversation, the Trump organization, Michael Flynn, Roger Storm, Paul Manafort, Michael Cohen, George Papadopoulos, Carter Page, Brett Kavanaugh, and Michael Avenetti. Trump has deflected it all. This is why people are getting sick of this. It's a never-ending saga. And once this scandal is debunked and goes away into the sunset, another one will pop up, I kid you not, a week later. Sorry, guys, that silence was me actually changing the television to the football game because that is far more important than this absolute crap. But here's this is going to be the fun part of it, and I mean fun. Um, the Democrats are committed to this impeachment thing. The left-wing base has painted Nancy Pelosi into a corner, and she does not have the intestinal fortitude to actually push back. She took the bait. But Trump threw them a knuckleball and released both the complaint and the transcript. She didn't think this was going to happen, and it became an oh-crap moment for the Democrats because there was nothing in there they have to go for it all now because they're committed and it will an impeachment will never be on the table again some people believe that impeachment they'll actually go back and and Nancy Pelosi will somehow figure out how to get no you 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 said you're going to make an impeachment inquiry and you've got one of two things say well we're not going to impeach him because we have nothing which means all this garbage that you're hearing in the uh, Congress is garbage and they have to admit it or they have to go straight forward. There's no question. And with that, if impeachment never goes on a table, let's say they decide, well, we're just going to keep this on the table till next year. That impeachment is going to be brought by, up by Trump during the election saying these guys have been on impeachment for a year. They've done nothing since. It's It's a devastating for the Democrats. Pelosi went ahead of her skis here. She didn't have any evidence. She should have waited. She Trump tricked her. Well, what do you expect? She was too busy worried about her dentures falling out than she was about actually um, planning. So how do Democrats make this work so it doesn't look like sour grapes by the party? It doesn't look partisan. And it doesn't look like this is a partisan hit job for uh, for the loss in 2016. How about lying? 
about the trans what the transcript actually says. A specialty of Adam Shift, the chair Adam Shift, excuse me. I called him Shift. That's because he's shifty. Shifty Adam Schiff, the chair of the House Intelligence Committee. This guy flat out lied when they were investigating the DNI. And so what happened on that call? Zelensky begins by ingratiating himself, and he tries to enlist the support of the president. He expresses his interest in meeting with the president and says his country wants to acquire more weapons from us to defend itself. And what is the president's response? Well, it reads like a classic organized crime shakedown. Shorn of its rambling character and in not so many words, this is the essence of what the president communicates. We've been very good to your country, very good. No other country has done as much as we have. But you know what? I don't see much reciprocity here. I hear what you want. I have a favor I want from you, though. And I'm going to say this only seven times, so you better listen good. I want you to make up dirt on my political opponent, understand lots of it. On this and on that, I'm going to put you in touch with people, not just any people. I'm going to put you in touch with Attorney General of the United States, my Attorney General, Bill Barr. He's got the whole weight of the American law enforcement behind him. And I'm going to put you in touch with Rudy. You're going to love him, trust me. You know what I'm asking, and so I'm only going to say this a few more times, in a few more ways. And by the way, don't call me again. I'll call you when you've done what I asked. All that was a lie, flat out. He never told uh, Zelensky, I'm going to say this to you, don't call me back. He never said, I need dirt off somebody. He did not mention Biden seven times. He didn't mention anything seven times. Dave, stay with me. I know I violated the Dave rule. Stay with me here. Nothing in the in the transcript said anything like that. Of course, then Schiff said, well, it was a lie. Transcript is probably changed. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's just, it, it's crap. So in other words, you don't believe your own lion eyes. Okay, whatever. It was, he looked like a jerk. And it was pointed out that one of the guys who actually read the report, and I got news for you, you can read the, you can read the transcripts. Transcripts, four bloody pages. It's not that complicated. I've got a copy of transcript here. It's two pages when I print front and back. It is not that long. Read it. This idiot thinks that no one read this this report. It's not like the Mueller report. It was 250 pages. Or 450, whatever it was. I read the Mueller report too. And that was just as exciting. All right. But this isn't the first time Schiff lied. He said in 2016 that he had evidence that Trump colluded with the Russians. He had a pop a pup tent outside CNN headquarters and was interviewed almost daily about it. He never had anything. In fact, the only one who appeared to be colluding with the Russians was Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff. Shifty Schiff. I should just do that because I'm going to keep calling him Schiff. Uh, two Russians, comedians, called out Adam Schiff and prank called him, saying they had naked pictures of Donald Trump. 
Schiff didn't go to the FBI right away. In, actually, I take it back. He didn't go to the FBI at all. All right. Uh, instead, he wanted a meeting with these Russians. Listen to this. Hi. All right. I'm going to put Mr. Schiff on the phone, and then I guess are you going to transfer him to Mr. Paruby? Yes, of course. Great. Thank you. Hi. How are you? Hello, Mr. Schiff. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you, Chairman. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak with you. I know that you work for investigation regarding Trump and Russian government. Yes. We know some important information about that. Uh, and that, uh, that uh, is documented as well in materials you want to provide to us? Yes, could I explain you where we are? Yes, of course, but, you know, again, I would just caution that uh, uh, our Russian friends may be listening to the conversation, so I wouldn't share anything over the phone that you don't want them to hear. No, I don't think that it will impact on our investigation. Yes, well, uh, please, go ahead then. In November 2013, Mr. Trump visited Moscow. He visited a uh, competition Miss Universe, and there he met uh, with Russian journalist and celebrity Ksenia Sobchak. Uh, I'm sorry, can you explain that again? While he was in Moscow in November 2013, he met with a, a journalist and, and... Well, she's poor journalist. But anyway, uh, she became famous because of uh, Putin is her godfather. Okay, Putin is godfather, okay. She also known as a person who provided uh, uh, girls for escort for oligarchs, and she met with Trump, and she brought him one-hour Russian girl celebrity Olga Buzova, who also known as a person with a strange reputation. Um, so yes. Olga Buzova is a uh, friend of the uh, the reporter Sovchek. Yes, she's a friend of a reporter and I think the a special agent of Russian Secret Service, Ksenia Sobchak. Um, that Sobchak is or Olga is? No, Sobchak is Ksenia. Okay, and so Buzova met with Trump uh, in, in uh, New York at some point after the 2013 Miss Universe uh, yes. pageant? Absolutely, and she got uh, compromising materials on Trump after their uh, short relations. Well, there were pictures of naked Trump. Okay. I don't know what's worse. I really don't. Whether Schiff is an immoral, unethical hypocrite, he's freaking de delusional. He's nuts. Look at, me, look at his eyes when he talks. Or he's such an idiot for getting caught and fooled by these two comedians. Now, mind you, I'm sure you've never heard this before, unless you listen to a lot of podcasts, conservative podcasts. <coughs> this was true. And this happened in 2000, I think, 17. This shift is a piece of garbage. Human filth. Listen, let's get to the, let's get to the bee's knees. Let's talk about what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Nancy Pelosi has already been caught in her with her pants down. She has to go forward with the impeachment. There's no question. She can't she can't drag it back. If she drags it back, impeachment is done. And everyone can scream and cry all they want. It's over. She will rush to get this vote for impeachment done. Expect articles of impeachment be drafted mid-November 
and voted on and Trump being impeached between Thanksgiving and Christmas. My guess it'll probably be before Thanksgiving because all these freaking politicians have to go on break for a while. She wants to get this done as soon as possible because she wants as much time between the actual impeachment and the next election. Because impeaching is not going to be good for the Democrats. It's going to be bad. And I think it's too late for her. I think she's done. I think impeachment has screwed the Democrats beyond all belief. Not her. She's from San Francisco. She'll be fine. They will impeach uh, um, Trump, of course, will be acquitted in the Senate. And uh, Cocaine Mitch, Mitch McDonald, Republican, will sit back and run the impeachment hearing. And it will be an ugly hearing for the Democrats because everything that they basically said is everything that I said today and then some, I'll get to that in a second, will be brought up in this thing. Democrats are going to end up with a black eye. Folks, if you are less than 20 years old, you are going to be part of the third impeachment in U.S. history. And that's kind of awesome. And the thing is, Trump is going to embrace this impeachment because he wants to be part of history. And I, I truly believe this is going to be awesome for him. Um, here, here's the whole thing. I was listening to Dan Bongino's podcast today. I think you should listen to Dan's, uh, Dan's podcast that he released today because apparently he, he's kind of a conspiracy theorist. I love him. You should listen to him. He's really intelligent. He's an actual insider to the United States government. He served as a secret service agent. He's actually run for Congress a couple of times. He's worth listening to, but he made an awesome case, and I'm not smart enough to tell you this. He made an awesome case that this was a pre, this was set up, and he used Nancy Pelosi's and Adam Schiff's words to prove that they already knew this was going to happen long before the whistleblower report came out. It's a it's a great podcast. Listen to it today. Uh, it, today's podcast. Okay, you can listen to it tomorrow. It's not going to change tomorrow. This whole thing is going to fire up the Republican base and be a real turnoff to a lot of independents that really don't identify as Democrats or Republicans. Trump, if he can stay off Twitter for five minutes and not be crazy, will win the 2020 election by a landslide. And he may win the 2020 election with the popular vote. He may. I don't know. He may not. He's definitely going to win the Electoral College, and he'll win it bigger than Hillary. Elizabeth Warren has no chance. She is going to be the nominee. If Joe Biden is done, this is going to kill Joe Biden. We can talk a little bit about that tomorrow, but Joe Biden is officially done. Rudy Giuliani, of all people, who I can't stand listening to, is the one that is killing Joe Biden to the point that Joe Biden's campaign actually released an email to all of the news outlets asking them not to interview him, interview Giuliani. That's not good. He knows this is going to be really, really, really bad. 
If Congress impeaches and the Senate doesn't, and if we have three to six months of nothing going on but investigations, con- the House of House of Representatives will turn red again. Okay, that's it. I'm done talking about this. I really don't want to talk about this anymore. I think it's stupid. But I needed to bring it up because it makes me look like a coward if I don't. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. All of the videos are in full at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I only tore little chunks out of them. The trick video, the the video, uh, the prank video on Adam Schiff is there in its full. It's like 10 minutes. I was going to play it here. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.